God that is all powerful became a dependent little child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is wishing you a Merry Christmas, and we hope you enjoy today's special Christmas message called The How and Why of Jesus' Birth. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and this is the Christmas season. And I do enjoy Christmas here on this Monday, December 18th. Uh, we do have a little bit of time left, but not a lot. So what we're going to do today is talk about the why and the how of Jesus' birth. We're going to go into some of the details of the Luke 2 story. And... We're going to talk about the need. Why do we need a Savior? Why would Jesus have had to come? And I don't know if we can really understand how big of a deal this is, that God came in the flesh. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how did the shepherds know where to go when they heard the announcement about the Savior coming to Bethlehem. Now, of course, Bethlehem wouldn't have been very large, but certainly the shepherds knew right where to go. And so there's some clues in the scriptures that we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you some of those details as I understand them, and I believe you'll be blessed as we talk through these things. I'm also excited because here at In Grace, we have some beautiful Christmas cards, and I would love to send them to you. We have five different cards. We're going to send you 10 cards, so two of each. And these are all original artwork from one of our staff artists. There's Mary and Joseph and the baby. There's one with just the the baby in the manger. There's the shepherds uh, hearing the announcement. There's an angel and there are the wise men. And so we would love to send these to you, 10 of these Christmas cards for your gift of any amount. Your gift will make sure In Grace stays on the radio and we would love to hear from you. And then if you give a gift of $35 or more, we have some beautiful olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem that I would love to send to you as well. These are beautiful gifts or you put them on your own tree and uh, we would love to have you contact us for the ornaments and the cards for your gift of 35 or more. And then if you give a gift of $100 or more, we have a third item we're going to send to you and that is a beautiful olive wood nativity. And so all of these would be very meaningful. This olive wood is all from Bethlehem and uh, we would love to also be able to fund in grace so more people can hear the story of Christmas, the story of the gospel. So you can contact us by calling us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Right before we get into today's message, the how and why of Jesus' birth, I'm going to play you a beautiful Christmas song by the Quentin Road Ensemble, Let There Be Joy, Let There Be Light. Joy and hope and 
celebrating the uh, coming of the Christ. It's amazing that God would love us so much that he would allow his son to come for our sins, for us. And that's the joy of Christmas, isn't it? You've heard children sing the wrong words to songs. I got to hold my granddaughter Willow for the first time singing in church. And uh, she was looking at me like, what are you doing? Quiet down a little bit. There's a little boy and girl who are singing their favorite Christmas carol on the Christmas service at church, and the boy concluded Silent Night with the words, sleep in heavenly beans. <laughs> and his little sister looked over and said, it's not beans, it's peas. <laughs> so whether or not you get your words right, sleep in heavenly beans or sleep in heavenly peace, a lot of people miss significant parts of Christmas. It's like the Wright brothers in December of 1903. They sent a telegram all excited to their sister, Catherine, and the, the telegram was to announce that after many, many tries and fails, they had finally been able to fly. And they sent the telegram and it said this, we've actually flown 120 feet, we'll be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the newspaper office. She excitedly handed it to the editor. He read the note, and he said, oh, that's great. They'll be home for Christmas. He missed it. A major milestone in our century. Man had achieved heavier-than-air flight, and he missed it. Let's read Luke 2, and this is the Christmas story. There's only a few places in the Bible, in Matthew and in Luke, where the Christmas story is listed. This is where we get a lot of detail of the birth of Christ. It is the most significant event 
that had ever happened in history to that point. The next most significant event was that he died and rose again. Those are the two main events. And because of that, we can sing Joy to the World and Silent Night. Luke 2, 1. It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Look at verse 3. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. How do you like taxes? Nobody likes taxes. I don't know anyone that gets excited about it. And I certainly don't think anyone in Israel was excited about it because they were a conquered people. They were living in the oppression of the Roman Empire. Rome wasn't kind. Rome wanted way more than our government wants. And they had no say. And so this decree went out by the Caesar and it set into motion a chain of events that God had predicted thousands of years before because two people that God had chosen, Mary and Joseph, married to be the biological mother of God, of Jesus, and Joseph to be the legal father of Jesus, had to leave their town of Nazareth and go to their hometown of Bethlehem. Joseph went up into Galilee, verse 4, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Of course, that's significant because that was predicted, that the Messiah would come from David and be born in the city of David, Bethlehem. To be taxed, verse 5, with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. In other words, she was very great with child. She was very full of life. And she was about to deliver. Many of you have been there and done that. And you know how precarious a situation that is without having to travel by foot or by donkey many, many miles. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, we can spend a lot of time on this. We won't today. But this word inn isn't the same word as other times when we read about a hotel or motel. Uh, they would have had guest houses that uh, they would have rented out kind of like we did, but more people would stay with family and friends. They didn't have a Motel 6 on every corner. But this word isn't that word. This word is a guest room. So they were not in a, an inn, and the guy said, hey, we're all full, and we have no rooms, I wish we could. But this was a, a home. We believe that this home would have been at the actual tower of the flock. We'll tell you that more in a minute. And there were, in the verse 8, the same country, shepherds abiding in the field. So this is the same vicinity as the home that they were staying in, the inn. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And for years it was assumed that the shepherds were ordinary shepherds with ordinary sheep. And if so, that would have been fine, and, and that's a really great sermon, right? God announced the birth of Christ to just common, ordinary, lowly shepherds. But it turns out that I don't believe these were ordinary shepherds, but these were different. Look at the second half of verse 8. Keeping watch over the flock by night. 
And then something amazing happens. Lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I love words like all people, because that means that God loves all people. All people. And this is really good news. This is really, 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 really good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. That word Savior indicates that we need saving, doesn't it? There's no one in this room or listening to our broadcast that doesn't need to be saved. Saved from what? Saved from our problems, saved from our uh, uh, problems in our marriages, saved from our addictions, saved from our disappointments in life. No, saved from hell. That's what we all need saving from. You say, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah, but you're a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We need a savior. And you know what? Jesus, born this day in the city of David, a, say it with me, savior which is Christ the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem a cherished peace that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Ye shall find the babe, verse 12, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Those two clues gave them the precise location. Where nearby would they find swaddling clothes in a manger? That would be at the tower of the flock. Why? Because it is believed that that was the birthplace of the sacrificial lambs. The lamb would be born. They would protect it using swaddling clothes so it wouldn't have a blemish or a spot. It would be protected from those problems. And also a manger was the place in which they would place that lamb. There's actually been archaeological finds that I can't give you details for. One day it will be known, but today it won't be known. That, believe me, this is exactly what would have happened. So they knew right where to find those two things. And that would have been at the Tower of the Flock. 
Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Do we live in a day of peace? We're worried today, aren't we? We're worried about Russia. We're worried about North Korea. We're worried about terrorism. There's no peace. But just because Jesus came, we can say the words, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Just picture that little baby boy, just a little baby. Can you imagine God in the flesh, God in a child? The one that is infinite became dependent. A baby cannot live very long without a caring parent. And the God Almighty, the God that spoke and you came into existence, this world came into existence, that God that is all-powerful became a dependent little child, born there, laid in that manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. How did the shepherds know where to go? Well, look at Micah 4.8. And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, Unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. We find the tower of the flock. In Hebrew, it's called Migdal Eder. It was first mentioned in Genesis 35, verse 21. Israel journeyed, that's Jacob, and spread his tent beyond the tower of the flock. So there it is, the tower of Adar is the first mention in the Bible. Uh, Jacob had left Bethel. He come to the tower, and there Rachel began to labor hard. And uh, she was going to deliver Benjamin. And when she did, she died. And then we find that she was buried there in Ephratah, which is Bethlehem, right near the Tower of the Flock. And today, there's a place that they call Rachel's tomb, real near the site that we've been to visit. After they buried Rachel, Jacob moved his flock beyond the Tower of the Flock. And that would pinpoint the location uh, as being near the present-day Bethlehem. So the tower of the flock was in Bethlehem in Bible times. There was a man named Alfred Edersheim. Alfred Edersheim was Jewish, is Jewish. By the way, if, if you're Jewish and you believe in Jesus as Messiah, you're still Jewish. You don't have to change your, your identity as Jewish. You're actually fulfilled Jew if you believe in Jesus as the Messiah. But he was also someone that believed in Jesus Jewish, and a biblical scholar. He wrote a book called The Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah, and in the book he wrote this. This Migdal Eder was not the watchtower for ordinary flocks that pastured on the barren sheep ground beyond Bethlehem, but it lay close to the town on the road to Jerusalem, a passage from the Mishnah, which is the Jewish traditional writings, leads to the conclusion that the flocks which pastured there were destined for temple sacrifice. And isn't that amazing that that little baby born at that tower of the flock, there was no room for them in the inn, the guest house. They had to go down into the lower chamber. I've been down in there. There's a ruin today that's still not published, but it's a, a place in which you can see the foundations of an old church. A Byzantine church was there, and they would usually do that. 
and some other things were found in this lower room, and even the dimension of the room is significant, that that would have been where Mary had the baby Jesus. And that little baby was born to be sacrificed. I can't understand that. I would never allow that to happen with Charlie. I can't think about that. To send, to, for the purpose of bringing my child is for them to die for sinners. That's beyond me. I can't deal with that. But you know what that does prove to me? That proves to me that God loves you. Jesus was a willing sacrifice for your sins. He was nailed to a cross. I told the story at the pageant. My granddaughter Willow was watching the pageant for the first time at a rehearsal. Her daddy was Jesus, our adult Jesus, was being nailed to the cross. And she yelled out, very much bothered by this. She said, what are they doing to my dad? I'm very upset, very thought they're hurting him. But that's the reverse of what God did for you. God the Father allowed his son to come die for you and get his hands and feet nailed, lifted up, predicted in the Old Testament. There he literally poured out his blood. He broke his heart and he died for you. But you know, the good news is that he didn't stay dead in three days. He rose again. He's alive today. You say, oh, that's just your belief. That's just your version, your religion. It's actually not my religion. It's very clearly taught in the Bible. And you know what this means? That means that you can be saved. Jesus was born so that you could have eternal life. You could believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved for all eternity. We would love to talk to you more about eternal life. If you'd like to call 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave us a voicemail. We'll get back to you. Or you can go to our website anytime to find out more about salvation. And that is ingraceradio.com. Now, at the beginning of the program, I told you how you can get some beautiful original artwork Christmas cards from us here at InGrace. One thing neat about these cards, we have five different Christmas cards. The gospel is on these, so you can give these out to your friends and your family, and they'll have the gospel as well. And we're going to give 10 of these away to those of you that give gifts of any amount. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel as we're trying to end the year in the positive here at InGrace, and maybe God would be asking you to help us with that. Right now, we have a match gift challenge going on as well. So whatever amount you give will be doubled. If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to send you some really neat Christmas ornaments. They're made out of olive wood from Bethlehem. And again, for your gift of $35 or more, we'll send you the cards and the the Christmas ornaments. Now, some of you that say, hey, I, I want to give a nicer gift. I want to give $100 or more to Ingrace. Well, we have a really nice way of thanking you, not only the cards and the ornaments. We're going to give you a nativity, a olive wood nativity from Bethlehem. So if you contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. All that will be repeated in just one second. But my wife and I, we make sure the largest gift we give at Christmas time is to the Lord. And so if you'd like to do that, consider in grace. And then don't forget, your gift will be matched in our matching gift challenge going on right now.
Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's matching gift challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our matching gift challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.